toes on and get ready for an amazing new episode. What's up everybody and welcome back to White Coats Podcast. Today, Lauren and I will be discussing different medical specialties. We chose eight specialties that we know a bit about so that we can kind of grow our knowledge and share the information that we learned and our research. And before each person is going to discuss their specialty, the other is going to guess and kind of say what they know about the specialty. And then the other will just verify and kind of speak more about that. So yeah, okay, perfect, perfect. So the first specialty that I'm going to be talking about is psychiatry. And this is actually one that I want to do when I'm older, something that I'm really passionate about. Um, So Arielle, first things first, what do you think psychiatry is about? Okay, so, I mean, I know, but I can't really define it. Just try, try. Okay, so I would say psychiatry is, I don't know, I don't know, but I can say what I know about it. Okay, sure, yeah. Okay, so I know that um, psychiatrists prescribe medication to people that are suffering mental illness, so something to do with mental illness and medication. Can you name a couple mental illnesses that you know of? Yeah, I know there's generalized anxiety disorder, bipolar disorder, there's depression, there's anorexia. Great, okay, that's a bunch. That's that's all of those, all people with with those illnesses go to psychiatrists, so you're right. right. So the exact definition American Psychiatric Association defines psychiatry as the branch of medicine focused on the diagnosis, treatment, and prevention of mental, emotional, and behavioral disorders. Um, For example, like depression, anxiety, eating disorders, stuff like that. So a couple subspecialties. First things first, general psychiatry. So this is just adults ages 18 to 65. some of them, some some of these people go to psychiatrists to get diagnosed. Some of them already know that they have a diagnosis. Some of them just go just to get, just to be medicated. Mm-hmm. Um, next one, um, community psychiatry. Now we all know about rehab and there's rehab for drug and alcohol addiction. There's rehab for um, eating disorders. That So that goes under the name community psychiatry. Um, Next is forensic psychiatry. This is one of the most interesting ones. This one really interests me. Um, Forensic meaning criminal. So, so sometimes, yeah, sometimes somebody will arrest somebody. Um, Maybe they murdered someone and a psychiatrist can look at what mental illness they may have and literally predict how many more victims they're planning on killing or or whatever that is. It's really cool. They look at their brain. They look at their behavior and then they can actually predict um, the damage that they might do. That's really interesting. Yeah, so like, for example, in um, the show Criminal Minds, they have forensic psychiatrists come on and, and like talk to talk to the FBI agents and mm-hmm. stuff about, about the mental disorder that that criminal may have. Okay, next one, and this has to do with community psychiatry, is substance misuse um, psychiatry, which is also addiction psychiatry. Um, fun fact, eating disorders um, are actually a type of addiction. Um, they're, they're treated very similarly to people that struggle with drug and alcohol abuse. Um, last, last thing, 
um, learning disabilities. Um, now, usually you don't think of psychiatry as someone that treats people with like cerebral palsy and Down syndrome, but in the um, definition, it talks about any behavioral disorders and all of those things uh, change the way that you behave. Mm -hmm. um, so pretty much the definition of that, um, learning disability psychiatry is concerned with inherited, inherited or perinatally acquired mental disorders. Um, any questions about any of those? No, I actually am really interested. I think it was the forensic psychiatry. Is that the one? That That's like the criminal, criminal one. minds one. Yeah, that one's really cool because I never really thought of it in the type of like in that type of way where, like, so basically a forensic psychiatrist could they like look into a case or like a murder mystery or whatever and kind of say like okay. Um, I predict this person can do these many yeah. X amount of crimes. Yeah, totally. Because some some mental disorders, um, they they like a person might want to be taking revenge on one person, right? And then like another mental disorder, a person with that mental disorder could just hate the entire world and have a lot of things against many different right. people. So they know that a person might, a criminal might create many people out of victims or just that just one person, um, which is actually cool because psychiatry is like, it's literally like an FBI or CIA agent. They're like detectives trying to figure out what is going on inside these people's heads. Okay, so next, next thing about psychiatry is the training. So you have to go through medical school, college, medical school, and then four years of residency. Um, and so a lot, a lot of people are surprised by this because they think it's, yeah, it's the same thing as psychology. You know, if I say I'm going to a psychologist in somebody's mind, it might be the same thing as going to a psychiatrist. But the thing is, is psychiatrists going, going through medical school and, uh, and having like residency and a fellowship, they are actually able to prescribe medication. They can, um, further specialize into different places. They're just more qualified. Um, and so a lot a lot of them spend more time, um, well, psychiatrists do spend more time than any other mental health professionals, like psychologists. They can, they can get into college and then get a master's degree or um, a PhD. And that, and with that, you have like almost six less years of school. Um, yeah. And so also in residency, just one last thing about the training is, um, in residency to become a psychiatrist, it's not like you only spend time in psychiatry. You also talk about, you, you also spend at least four months in general medical care and at least two months in neurology because a big part of, yeah, part of psychiatry is the brain. Yeah. Um, and then a fun fact Psychiatric disorders are technically not medical diseases. You can't take any lab tests, brain scans, or x-rays, and like because those scans don't verify any mental disorders. You can't look at uh, an x-ray and say of the brain and say and say, oh, they have they're a psychopath. Um, and you're th probably thinking, then why do people call them medical diseases? It's because it's a big marketing campaign. People can make a lot of money by sending 
um, people struggling with psychiatric disorders to more doctors to get more medication, to get more scans. Um, And then typical salaries, $200,000 to $350,000 a year. And there you go. Any other questions about about that specialty? (coughs) No, no questions. Okay, perfect. Um, Should I go or you go? You go. I'll, okay. I'll keep guessing. Okay, next one is surgery. So you tell surgery. me what you know. A lot of people know about this one. Well, surgery is Grey's Anatomy. So yeah, I would of course. say... To define surgery, I would say um, it is the medical specialty... How do you define surgery? It's a medical specialty that involves... Um, no, cutting into people. <laughs> Literally, yeah. Okay. So, so the definition: it's defined as the branch of medicine that employs operations in the treatment of disease or injury by physically altering the body. So Which that's is that's like, like cutting. by cutting, by suturing, um, that sort of thing. So um, I wasn't too far off. Yeah. Literally, <laughs> you're literally altering the body with cutting. So yeah. yeah. Um, and so, what are some uh, some I just gave one away. Some surgical um, <laughs> subspecialties that you know of. Okay, so I know neuro. How do you know that one? Derek, Derek Shepard. Shepard. Uh, general, of course. Yeah. Meredith Grey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, but there's um, cardio, oncology, um, orthopedics, plastics. Yeah, you named. So technically, there's 13. That, that was like five. Um, okay. So I'll talk first about general surgery. So that's that covers conditions related to the breast, skin, soft tissues, the abdomen, and endocrine systems, which endocrine is relating to the immune system. Um, next, Derek Shepard, neurosurgery. So <laughs> a lot of people think that neurosurgery is just the brain, but actually the nervous system includes the brain and the spine because um, those two are connected. Like when someone is paralyzed, typically it's not just because the brain shut off or the yeah, brain is not like working. Yeah, an injury yeah. probably to the spine. Right? Yeah, exactly. That's why things like whiplash, um, any way that you can be paralyzed, usually it's an injury to the, either the spine or the brain or both. Um, and then OBGYN, obstetrician and gynecologist. Ariel, I believe you're talking about yeah. this a little later on. Yeah, but I'm pretty much they're technically surgeons. Some people say it's a totally different um, specialty, but pretty much they deliver babies and work with pregnant patients. Um, Next, ophthalmology. Ophthalmologist is a surgeon, actually, the surgeon of the eye. And usually people confuse this with optometry. However, optometry... Yeah, I just confused that. Yeah, and that's like psychiatry psychology, but actually optometrists are not technically medical doctors. Those people are just giving people glasses, but they don't do medical procedures like ophthalmologists do. Yeah. So I literally never knew that. Yeah. So here's another one. Here's another interesting one. Orthopedic, which is defined as, well, they, they treat the musculoskeletal system. What is the musculoskeletal system? It includes bones, joints, muscles, um, any associated nerves, arteries, and the overlying skin. Um, now, 
a lot of people think of surgeons as people who save lives. But this one, it's different because <laughs> you're dealing with quality of life. You know, somebody who gets a hip replacement, their their life is not in danger, but they're not able to walk properly. These people mm-hmm. are at greater risk for really harming their quality of life. You imagine not being able to walk yeah, properly. Yeah, that'll change your life completely. And so that's almost just as important as saving lives. Because if you can't function, you can't live your life. You can't, you can't um, spend time with family, friends. You can't have a job if you're unable to function. So, so orthopedic surgery is really, really fascinating. Um, another one that doesn't technically deal with um, saving lives is plastic surgery. Um, and so when people think of this, it's cosmetic surgery. However, cosmetic surgery is not, it's not just cosmetic. It's not just like lip injections or liposuction. This could include repairment, replacement, and reconstructions for both form and function. So what does that mean? Form, like for example, a breast reduction. Maybe if someone is insecure about having a large breast, then they would do that for form, but also large breasts result in um, like back pain. You yeah. know, it can, it can really decrease quality of life. So that has to do with function. Yeah, so there's more um, to it than just the cosmetic yeah, aspect. Yeah, and also, like, for example, people that have breast cancer, when they get their breasts removed, um, sometimes a plastic surgeon will work with a general surgeon mm-hmm. or a uh, surgical oncologist to, re- to recreate their breasts um, so that women can feel still feel feminine even without their breasts. Mm-hmm. So that's another example of form and function. Um, and then last one that I'm going to talk about is thoracic surgeon. Um, so this has to do with conditions like the chest, like in the chest, coronary arteries, lungs, esophagus, chest wall, um, heart valves, and the diaphragm. Um, so then training, um, surgery has one of the most training that you need in the medical field. So medical school, and then at least five years of residency. For example, neurosurgery has seven years, um, and you specialize in residency. Yeah. Seven years is a long time. Yeah. And you're already doing... <laughs> Four years in college, plus four years in medical school, school, eight, plus another seven, so 15 years of school. Um, And so here's just a fun fact. One in a thousand patients wake up during their surgery yearly. How crazy. Like imagine waking, waking up in the middle of like your breast removal or like an appendectomy and you see the surgeon taking out your appendix. It's really, really scary. And this can actually lead to PTSD and depression because it's horrifying. It's a a horrifying experience. And also this overlaps with psychiatry because maybe somebody who wakes up in 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 the middle of their surgery would actually have to go see a psychiatrist because of how horrific the experience is. Um, They are some of the highest paid uh, medical professionals, uh, typically 250,000 to 500,000K a year. Uh, So I know that's like a lot, like a huge range, but, you know, general surgeons can make 300,000. Like neurosurgeons and orthopedic surgeons can make 500, $600,000 a year. So it really just depends. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so I have a question. Okay. So um, for surgeons, mostly are they in hospitals? Um, do they work in private practice? So Why don't you talk a little okay, bit about yeah. that? So you can find them. Surgery is something like people have their own, um, they have their own clinics. They have their own 
private practices, um, they can be the sole surgeon. They could literally just be one surgeon with one nurse and whatever, or they can have create their own large clinic with a bunch of different surgeons. Um, so like, for example, some private practices only focus on, um, only focus on plastic surgery because some of those might only have plastic surgery. So, uh, yes, you can work in private practices. You can also work in hospitals, obviously, public and private hospitals. And then another cool thing that you can do, um, as a surgeon is do international public health. So you can go do things like Doctors Without Borders, where you tra- well, where surgeons will travel internationally and give like pro bono surgeries mm-hmm. um, to whoever needs them because like surgery is something that takes a lot of money, a lot of equipment, a lot of sterilization. You know, you need an anesthesiologist, you need nurses, you need yeah. sometimes There's multiple. There's so much that goes yeah. into it. Yeah, and it's really expensive. And sometimes third world countries just can't afford that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those are like the three places that you are most likely to see surgeons. Okay, next one is oncology. Okay, this one I know. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> all of them. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. oncology is um, the medical specialty of cancer, treating cancerous diseases. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Defined as the branch of medicine that identifies and treats cancer. cancer. So yeah, you're right. Okay. Um, do you know any subspecialties of oncology? Yeah. Can you specialize in, like, different organs of earth design? Yeah. You, mm, kind of. Like, sure. is there neuro-oncology? Okay. So, for example, one is, like, a hematologist-oncologist. So, okay. they diagnose and treat blood cancer specifically. Okay. Like, leukemia, lymphoma, and melanoma. Uh-huh. Um, so, and then there's also, uh, there's there's a couple that specialize in certain places, Gynecologic oncologist treats gynecologic cancers like um, uterine, ovarian, and cervical cancer. So yeah, you're right uh, with that. And then there's also a medical oncologist. So this is the most basic, most generalized form of oncology. They treat cancer with chemotherapy, targeted therapy, or immunotherapy. Um, and then here are the like two, and then here's the other way to treat cancer is with radiation therapy. So there's radiation oncologists. And then last, so remember how when I said I was talking about surgery and one of the subspecialties you said was oncologist? Yeah. So technically a surgical oncologist is a subspecialist of a generalized oncologist. Okay. So, so like, for example, there are surgical oncologists. So they diagnose with biopsies and treat by removing the tissue and the nearby tissue, mm-hmm. like the uh, cancerous tissue and the nearby tissue um, with surgery. So, yeah. So, so is every oncologist considered a surgeon? No, not not necessarily because um, oncologists, they, so they treat cancers three ways. Number one, medical, so with chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. Number two, surgical by physically cutting it out and removing it. That would it. be a surgeon. That would be sur- a surgeon. And then the last one is radiation, so with radiation okay. therapy. So no, not just surgery. Okay. Um, and then like you said, they treat different like organs, different places in the body mm-hmm. um, as well. So um, 
you go to medical school and then do two to five years of training. For example, um, a hematologist oncologist, they do three years of residency and a radiation oncologist is five years of, um, of res- residency. So there's a pretty large range between, yeah, yeah. between the years of um, training. Also a lot of years in school before you actually become a doctor in, yeah. under the specialty oncology. Um, and then fun fact, um, medical oncology is a subspecialty of internal medicine which you will. Yeah, I'm going to be discussing. And I was actually later. really surprised this, surprised by this while I was researching. I, it feels like everything is a subspecialty under of everything. Something. Yeah, like, like that's so true. Like it's, it seems really unorganized, but I'm sure there's like a huge hierarchy of different, like where things end up because yeah. surgery can be like a subspecialty. Like for example, so, uh, OBGYN is a subspecialty under primary care, but also family medicine and internal medicine. And then oncology is a subspecialty of internal medicine. It's all a huge web. Yeah, yeah, literally. It, it literally is a, one huge web. And yeah. well, that's what we're unpacking today. So Exactly, exactly. We're trying to explain that. And so, <laughs> but that's, that's why it's important to go to medical school because you, you're going to have to know, even as a psychiatrist working with um, like diseases of the brain, you still need to know how to treat patients. Exactly. You still need to know how, like, medicine is going to work in somebody's body. Exactly. Um, like, like you need to know that that like an antidepressant has all these crazy side effects. You know, yeah. and and like a psychologist is not learning about that. They're yeah. not studying what the effects of medication could have on a person. Exactly. That's what's so awesome too. Like. You can go into medical school thinking like you want to be one. You want to specialize in plastic surgery, and then you yeah. go in and you end up a primary loving, care doctor, exactly. Or you end up loving school and you go for another ten extra years, or yeah. like, or you go and you specialize in the shortest residency. Totally, like, totally. There's so much under like in the medical field that there, it's it's crazy. You. Just exploring everything is so eye-opening. Yeah. It's, it's really, really interesting. Really cool. Also, to touch on that, like, people, like, some some doctors really, really like generalized things. They want to treat people of all ages. Like, family medicine, they treat kids, they treat adults, you know? Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, there's, like, a surgical oncologist who's not only a surgeon, but but is, like, specialized in cancer Mm -hmm. so you can be really generalized or really specialized exactly some people like to treat a wide range some people are only focused on one and that's that's really interesting because that also relates to dentistry which we'll Mm -hmm. be discussing in a in our next episode yeah um but that also it relates it's like the same Mm -hmm. of depending on if you want to treat something very broad versus very specific and it's also it has the same kind of structure yeah and we'll also be talking about the benefits um, and disadvantage, disadvantages of being generalized and specialized in, in a later episode. Yeah. Um, okay. And then last thing about oncology is their salaries, two hundred fifty to $400,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Now, my last specialty, primary care doctor. Um, it's defined as the branch of medicine. Oh, even let me guess. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I didn't say it yet. I didn't say it French yet. Medicine. Yeah. I don't know if it's near. It's hard to guess. 
Totally. I'm going to struggle when you do it. Okay. Primary care. I feel like my primary care is like a doctor. It's my physician. That I, mm-hmm. is, is primary care like a family doctor, physician? Okay, yeah. Know, you you're you're you close. Tell. You're close. Okay, so yeah. Like pretty much your can be like your primary physician, the person you go you to. You go to for your checkups. Exactly, and all exactly. So technically defined as the branch of medicine that produces the first contact with a patient with any undiagnosed health problems as well as continuing care of varied medical conditions. Yeah, I would have um, never guessed that. Yeah, because it's very technical. But I but I was I was pretty close. In yeah, my, yeah. In my but but you're right. Okay, so all of their they have there's a few subspecialties, but they all provide health screenings, physicals, and preventative care. So like mm-hmm. when you said checkups, like before I play sports for school and you play. Yeah, we have to get yeah we have, have to go get a just checkup to make sure we like if we have asthma we need to get usually like my I have asthma so my physician will prescribe me an um, inhaler. Yeah, an inhaler. So they, they provide all of those screenings, no matter what subspecialty you are. So some subspecialties within primary care, you have family medicine, like you said. So they work with both children and adult patients, um, diagnosing and treating different diseases. Um, so that could, be, that could be diabetes, that could be asthma, that could be whatever. Um, internal medicine, which you will get to. Mm-hmm. They're also known as internists yeah um and they typically work with adult patients on common diseases like type 2 diabetes obesity high blood pressure she'll get into that um which is my specialty i know i'm sorry which which is interesting because family medicine works with children and adults and that's so different because usually children will get for example type 1 diabetes adults will get type 2 so it's like you're treating a wide variety of people so many different so similar yet so different yeah exactly so another one is pediatrics specifically children provide care um, common in younger patients a lot of them give like handle vaccinations Mm -hmm. Um, they tell their patients you need to get this you need to get that like the flu shot for example I just got a uh, physical from from my primary care doctor from my pediatrician and he told me you should get the flu shot Um, and then also there's OBGYN technically goes under primary care and geriatrics, which is like seniors covered like like the older um, population, typically like 60 to 100, however they live pretty much. Infinity. Yeah, to infinity and beyond. Okay, <laughs> um, uh, for training, four years of medical school, three years of residency. So um, this, this is one of the shortest residencies. Um, mm-hmm. Because, like, a lot of the other more specialized um, specialized specialties, they, <laughs> they first learn about primary care and then they go into their specialty. So this is just about primary care, learning how to treat a huge variety of different patients. Mm-hmm. Fun fact, primary care physicians make up about one-third of total physicians in the U.S. So that's a lot. That is a lot. Especially considering how many different specialties there are. Like thirty three point three to three to three percent are primary care physicians. Wow, um, that's yeah. a lot. Yeah, they are like they're like in the mid to low range of salaries, one hundred fifty to three hundred thousand a year. Obviously, depends on the subspecialty, depends on um, private 
private practice. Um, I know people can, can have their own um, private practice. Depends on public, private hospital, of course. So, yeah, questions? No, you actually did a really good job explaining. Thank you. Okay. You that might was... have some questions for me. Okay, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> okay, so that that was my four those were my four um my four specialties. Now it's your turn. I'm gonna do the guessing. Okay. So as Lauren touched up a little on internal medicine, I'm gonna go into the details a little. So Lauren, do you? I don't know if in okay. your research you. No, I I tried to I tried to refrain from doing any research. Um, okay, thinking of internal medicine, I think of internal. I think of within the body. Mm-hmm. What I think goes on inside the body, I just I think of diseases. Uh-huh. I think of any any medical conditions that are happening with inside in the body. So, I don't know. That's you're all, pretty that's on literally point. all you're, I can think of. You're pretty on point. <laughs> okay, let's so, hear it. Technically, internal medicine is defined as the medical specialty dealing with prevention, diagnosis, and treatment of internal diseases. So, any illnesses related to the internal organs, mm. stuff like that. Um, Wait, what? Are there any external organs? No. No. Or is the skin considered an external organ? Well, kind of. Kind, it's external, but it is considered an organ. Sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Skin is more dermatology, though, which I will mm-hmm. be talking okay, more about perfect. later, but it's a good question. You have to Thank do you. some research on that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so people that um, have specialized in internal medicine are referred to as internists, as we spoke about earlier. Um, and it was, What's interesting about um, internal medicine is that it's basically their soul training. So internist soul training is um, only within adults, so they don't treat mm. children. Um, it's very like niche to adults. Um, they can work in either clinics or hospitals. Um, they're not limited to any organ or disease, so it is uh, one of the more broad specialties. Yeah. Um, and like like I said in the definition, it is focused on prevention and diagnosis and treatment. So um, pretty much any illness related to any organ um you can consult your but yeah it is very broad um so and what's what's a big misconception about internal medicine is that it's very different than your general practitioner or family physician and it is its own specialty um the duration of the specialty is uh, three years of residency um, after the four years of med school. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are a lot of subspecialties because it is very like, broad. Um, so a few would be cardiology, oncology, gastroenterology, rheumatology. Um, I didn't even know that any of those were under internal medicine. Yeah, so that's, that's really interesting. So basically, if you want to be a cardiologist, you would yeah. have to... You have a long road. <laughs> a long road ahead of you. <laughs> so you do four years of um, college, four years of medical school. Then yeah. you would do um, your three years of internal medicine. And then you would continue to subspecialize in cardiology, um, which is the heart, of course. Yeah. And then oncology you spoke about is uh, cancer. Gastroenterology is related to your intestines and your stomach. And rheumatology mm-hmm. is... Um, your joints so 
and there's there's a lot more there's i think yeah, there sure. was about actually um, i yeah no there's more there's a lot wow okay uh, but yeah it, it's really interesting because it, it's really broad yeah. so even once you figure out okay i want to specialize in internal medicine you then once so you finish you, decide. you can either stop there and yeah. be very like a be generalized just an internist or you can continue to be a cardiologist oncologist etc also can i, I just want to point something out how and this so not only does internal medicine have over 10 subspecialties uh-huh. internal medicine itself is a subspecialty within primary care so so again a lot of specialties going yeah. on and something just just to um kind of um create like a like to compare internal medicine and primary care primary care it deals with adults and kids and primary care doctors deal with people even without diseases, mm-hmm. right? Because when you're a kid and maybe you don't have a disease, maybe you don't even have an allergy, you still need a primary care doctor. Yeah. Internal medicine, like you said, they're specifically diagnosing and treating diseases. Exactly. It, it's, very, it's specific to that. Which yeah. It's very specific to that, but mm-hmm. then it also is very broad with yeah. what what diseases right. what they type. treat. Exactly. And they're, they're, a lot of internists are known... Um, for kind of unsolving puzzles right. and like diagnosing, like, yeah, exactly. Diagnosing sometimes it's um, very easy to diagnose. You someone has a very common disease or illness, whereas but they also treat right? exactly and treat. Yes, they do treat. Okay. Um, but um, so they can diagnose someone with a very common illness, and then they can also sit down and need to figure out. There's one illness they come across, and it's not as common. And yeah. It, mm-hmm. And then they, their salary is about uh, $250,000 okay. a year. And fun fact, internal medicine is the largest and most diverse specialty. Yeah. I, I mean, it sounds like it. Yeah. Um, Any questions? No. Uh, actually, no, I think you explained it all, actually. Okay. Um, next one, next specialty is infectious diseases, also known as infectology. Okay. Yeah. Infectology. Infectiology. <laughs> okay. That's, that's a In, cool name. Infectious diseases. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Infectious diseases, really hard one. Um, it is a, uh, a branch, the branch of medicine that, um, is concerned with uh, diseases that are infectious. So, so like, so, so viral diseases that can be spread. And I believe it's diagnosing and treating. I don't think it's preventing. Okay, I think. Let's, I think. Let we'll find out. We'll find out. Right now. Okay. Okay. So infectious diseases is a medical specialty dealing with diagnosing and treating mm. complex infections. Okay. So they do treat, which yeah. is which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, a little bit about infectious diseases. Infectious diseases are caused by pathogenic and microorganisms, which we know as bacteria, viruses, yeah. parasites, fungi. Um, and these diseases can be spread directly or indirectly from one person to the other. Okay. So basically, everything that is encompassed within that is considered an infectious disease and an infectious disease specialist 
or physician would treat this and diagnose. Um, so infectious disease doctors are referred to as ID physicians or doctors. Um, and so just to simplify it, infectious diseases um, are any disease caused by bacteria, fungi, parasites, or viruses. Um, so an infectious disease specialist played critical um, role in the treatment and prevention of any infectious disease. Mm. Um, and what they do is they uh, manage appropriate antibiotic choice, um, the duration of the therapy, and the route to delivery. Um, and I have then, a question yeah. really quick. Yeah. Okay, you said indirect and direct. Does, like, they're transmitted? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, how do you infect someone directly and indirectly? Okay, so that's a really good question. So direct transmission yeah. um, would be transmission through any type of, like, physical contact um, with blood or bodily fluids, like saliva. Yeah. Um, indirect transmission is um, through the air, so, like, any airborne virus mm. um, or Like infection. coronavirus, pretty Exa much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, corona is airborne, so it is uh, considered you would be able to receive it indirectly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that is, um, sorry, that is when people are uh, contaminated through the eyes, nose, or mouth. I see, because I've heard people say it's contaminated through the eyes, and I say how, but I guess in the air comes in contact with your eyes. Yeah, so you don't want to touch something and then touch your eyes or touch your yeah. nose mm -hmm. um, or your mouth, that's that's a way to indirectly transmit right. um, okay, I see. infectious disease. Um, and so common diseases that um, these specialists treat um, include anything from a common cold, uh, the flu, mm -hmm. strep throat, to more severe diseases like HIV, malaria, tuberculosis, and pneumonia. Yeah. Um, and usually these doctors work alongside internists or other specialists and they kind of lend their expertise and um, give their own, yeah. like... So they work in, like, conjunction with them. Exactly. Okay, I see. Yeah, most of the time they do that. Um, not all the time, but most of the time. Yeah. Um, the duration of the specialty is uh, two years after their three years of internal medicine. So this is actually oh, a subspecialty okay. of internal medicine. Got you. Um, and then they work both inpatient and outpatient clinics. Um, their salary is also about 250000 um, Yeah, and it is actually its own specialty, so there is no subspecialties. It is, mm. it is a subspecialty. I see, I see. Okay. Um, and then fun fact, infectious diseases are the second leading cause of death in the world. Interesting. Which I was really surprised when I read that because I, I never yeah. thought of it like that. But because infectious because diseases do play a huge role yeah. in, in our lives and in the world. Um, so yeah. Because when I think of leading causes of death, they're all diseases. So yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. And okay. this this is in the world, not in the U.S. So right. That that is very different than right. the leading cause of death that's in the U.S. That's true because people all over the world like the u.s just started wearing masks because of coronavirus mm -hmm. but before i would always see in a lot of asian countries they're already wearing masks mm -hmm. so i have a feeling that infectious diseases are a bigger deal around the world than they are just in the u.s yeah and the thing with an infectious disease is that let's say you have um cancer or 
diabetes or anything yeah. along those lines, um, those aren't trans, like you can't transmit those yeah. to other people. Mm-hmm. Those are like caused by mutations and kind of like cells. Genetics. Yeah, genetics, exactly. Along those lines, they're not really transmitted from one person to the right. other. Yeah. Um, which is why this is like a very interesting subspecialty because it is it's really different than yeah it's like a different specialty. kind of disease everybody's exactly. heard it's, di- it's not heart disease it's not so. um tied down to an organ or um a certain disease it's yeah. much more broad and has its own kind of niche which is just yeah. dealing with infections okay got you um any questions about that no you covered my question okay yeah, i'm all set awesome so the next one, this is actually one of one that I was really interested in. Yeah. Um, OBGYN, which is which stands for obstetrics and gynecology. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna guess. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes. This one I'm actually I'm confused about. I've heard it a lot. I know it's subspecialized in in like primary care and in surgery. Okay. I know this one includes babies and pregnancy, and that's all I know about it, pretty much. I don't know what else they do. Okay. So, it is the surgical specialty involving female reproductive health um, who perform a wide range of procedures, including cesarean sections, which are not C-sections. Exactly, C-sections. True. Um, So, the residency length of the specialty is four years. Mm -hmm. Um, and kind of, kind of just to break it down, it is a specialty that includes two different specialties, okay. which is obstetrics and gynecology. Obstetrics involves um, delivering babies and working with women who are pregnant, mm. um, so more along those lines. Yeah. Gynecology involves female reproductive systems, and they treat sexually transmitted diseases okay, and infections. Because yes. that, that was something where I was wondering, do OBGYNs... Uh, treat people like who are having trouble with infertility people who are having trouble getting okay, pregnant so the infertility aspect yeah um would well it does overlap because of gynecology gynecology is it is focused on fertility yeah okay but obstetrics is more delivery yeah when so labor and delivery pregnant. that yeah. is that obstetrics. is obstetrics. I see, I see. Um, so they do overlap, which is why it is considered there is an OBGYN specialty. Yeah. But I'm gonna I'm gonna address that a little okay. more right so now. So you can be specifically a gynecologist. So yeah. yeah. So let, let, I'm gonna. Um, that's a really good question. That's okay. also a question I had while mm-hmm. doing research. So I'm gonna explain that right now. Okay. So you. technically, there are two separate fields. Obstetrics is in the surgical field, like mm-hmm. what you mentioned. Gynecology is in the medical field, but oh. not not technically in the surgical field. So you can be a gynecologist without being uh, an obstetrician, mm-hmm. but you can't be an obstetrician without being a gynecologist, which is kind of confusing. So yeah. you can specialize in one and continue to the other, but it, they don't work vice versa. Got you. So okay. that that is really cool. So mm-hmm. to to kind of be a full OBGYN, you would have to be. Uh, why don't you try this? Do you, would you know? Would you, could you guess what you would have to be first before? I'm guessing you have to first 
be a gynecologist because it's medical first. Yeah. And then surgical. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, so you can be a gynecologist mm. and and just stop there. Just be a gynecologist. But if you want to continue to OBGYN and uh, be involved in surgery and delivering babies, then you would continue extra. Okay, yeah, because I've never heard anybody say I'm an obstetrician. Exactly. I've only ever really heard gynecology on exactly. its own. So all obstetricians are gynecologists, which is interesting because yeah. it doesn't it, work both ways. Okay, It, yeah. it is confusing a little, a little confusing. but... But yeah, well, that makes sense. Yeah, so that that was interesting because um, I, I always heard of OBGYN and I wasn't exactly sure how it worked. So, but that that like plays on how everything is a subspecialty exactly, in a specialty. Exactly. Um, okay. Yeah. So there are um, four subspecialties to um, OBGYN. Mm-hmm. So there is a gynecological oncology, which is Cancer, kind of yeah. exactly overlaps with what you were speaking about. Um, there is um, maternal fetal medicine. Mm-hmm. And the last subspecialty is urogynecology. Mm-hmm. And do you have any questions about these okay, subspecialties? One? is maternal fetal medicine. That one I haven't heard about. Okay, so that is a good question. Maternal fetal medicine. So maternal is the woman while... in oh, like the mom. Exactly, the mom, fetal, and the fetus. So it is treating um, the mom, a mom, while she's pregnant. Okay, I see, I see. Yes, and fun fact, C-sections are the most common major surgical procedures mm. performed in the United States. I, I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I because think about the amount of people that are giving birth and you hear C-section all, all the time. time. And I didn't know it was cesarean. Yeah. Cesarean section okay, yeah, is the yeah. actual term for it. Got it. Okay. Cool. Which is awesome. And lastly, dermatology. Okay. Dermatology. I think I got this one. Yeah. Let's see it's, if you can define this one. Okay. You're smiling. So I, I might be getting this wrong. Okay. <laughs> it has to do with the skin. Okay. And acne. That's what that's what I know. Because I've gone to a dermatologist mm-hmm. for acne. So that's... Okay, yeah. Let's hear if I'm right. So I'm actually really glad that you said that oh, because... God, that means I'm wrong. Okay. <laughs> because that is actually a really big mis- misconception. A lot of people think dermatology is just skin. It's just pimples, mm-hmm. acne. Um, but there's actually a lot more to it. So okay. dermatology is defined as the branch of medicine concerned with diagnosis and treatment of skin disorders so you were you were pretty you were on because acne is a skin disorder yeah right and dermatologists are doctors that treat conditions um including eczema psoriasis um skin cancer and a a lot of other uh, diseases and conditions um they do treat you are right they do treat acne they can prescribe medication um Mm -hmm. for acne pimples um, but it's not only that so okay. so you were you were, you were semi right yeah residency length three years um there are four main subspecialties okay uh, so there's pathology in dermatology so dermatopathology there's yeah. <laughs> yeah. like with cancer yeah exactly Skin cancer. okay so basically what that um what that means is like um pathology within dermatology let's say they would take um 
they would cut off a portion of your skin mm-hmm. or a mole and um, they would run a pathology test and see, see. if that is cancerous, um, if it is benign, malignant, things like yeah. that. Um, there's pediatric dermatology, which focuses on children. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's cosmetic dermatology, which is acne, pimples, scarring, okay. things yeah. along those lines. Um, and then lastly, there is actually a specialty called Mohs surgery. Which I've never I was, heard of that in my yeah, entire life. I was, I was also a bit confused about that. But this specialty um, is very focused on... Um, it does relate to um, oncology because it focuses on skin cancer and um, it is a specific way, a specific technique yeah. um, to remove skin cancer. Okay. So Mohs surgery is, is the technique and okay. the specialty name. Okay, I see. So someone who specializes in that will only perform that prestige, procedure, I'm guessing. Yeah, yes. Okay. Um, yeah, and that is that is uh, related mm-hmm. to skin cancer and oncology. I see. Um, yeah, and average salary, $400,000 a year. Yeah, so which is a on good the higher amount. side, yeah. Con- considering, like, compared to surgeons who mm-hmm. spend a lot more time in the OR, spend a lot more time in the office. Yeah. They, that's pretty good considering the like practicality of exactly. the job. Exactly, and a lot of dermatologists have their own private practices, mm-hmm. um, so it's more outpatient facilities. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what was interesting about dermatology is technically they are surgeons, so mm-hmm. they're they're considered dermatological surgeons, but they only perform surgery on the skin. Yeah. So they wouldn't be, they couldn't perform. Yeah. Like. Like an appendectomy, exactly. couldn't do that. Exactly. Um, so that is interesting because that kind of relates to dentistry. When when you graduate, a lot of the times, mm-hmm. um, you graduate with a DDS, which is a doctor doctor in dental surgery. Yeah. So it it is different from the surgical specialty. So a dermatologist wouldn't go, wouldn't do a residency in surgery. Yeah. But they are considered in some way um, a surgeon because they do cut. And right. alter that's like really how that's you really important it. to note. Also, like OBGYN, C sections. Exactly. That's like a surgical procedure. They are cutting, they are um, you know, doing that, but they're technically they're they didn't go through a surgical residency exactly. specifically and just like dental, like they're oral surgeons. Exactly. Which we will talk a lot exactly. about. Yeah, next we're gonna episode. leave that for next time. That is <laughs> that is a good one. That is is an interesting topic yeah. right there. Do you have a fun fact on this one? I do. Fun okay. fact. Skin is the largest organ in the body, which accounts for about 15% of, wow. your, of your total body. Which I believe is, it. Which is a lot. 15%. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty... Considering the insane amount of organs in your body. That's, insane. That's like one-sixth or what? Sure, one-sixth <laughs> of your body. Yeah, yeah, like that's that. a lot. Um, and then one last thing. Procedures that dermatologists um, perform would include a skin biopsy, so mm-hmm. that would overlap with um, the pathology and oncology. There is topical chemotherapy, which also is uh, part of oncology, yeah. uh, would treat um, cancer, skin cancer, cryosurgery. Okay. Wow. That's a lot. We, yeah. we covered eight medical specialties with, like, what? 20, no, like 40 different subspecialties. Um, yeah. Very interesting. It was cool because, like Ariel said right at the beginning of the episode, 
we have heard of all of these things and I'm sure you guys have heard, but we don't know the definition. We don't know what the job entails, how much money they make, you know, so this was yeah. good. It was does cool. This, does this reconsider your um, like what your I want to do? Psychiatry? I, I don't know yet, but but I will say, who knows? When I'm in medical school and I'm really actually doing all of these things and I'm seeing them in person, who knows? Surgery is also something really really cool to me. I've been in the OR during surgeries um, at a medical field trip. Um, and that That's was awesome. really, really cool to me. So I've virtually been in the OR through Grey's Anatomy. So oh, I've well, actually yeah. there you virtually go. scrubbed in <laughs> yeah. on 17 seasons worth of surgery. <laughs> right, right. Like you're, you, or is it 16 now? Almost 17. 17 okay. to be. So you've practically been a surgeon. I'm, I can perform an appendectomy. That is the <laughs> basic procedure that an intern performs. It is the first procedure. Right. Okay, so you you've practically been a surgeon, and yeah, I've been a surgeon. Wait, wait, for wait I'll be right back. I'm gonna go scrub in real quick, and oh, right, we'll right, right. The, we'll okay, the it's right amazing now. what Grey's Anatomy has taught you. Pretty amazing. I, okay, I think we can both say this. Grey's yeah. Anatomy has taught us so much. Okay, about yeah, yeah. Things like code blue. I would have never known what code blue is. Exactly. They always say it. Charge three sixty. All that stuff. I would have never yeah. known what that is. Never like. So yeah. I agree. And I knew, I've heard of all, almost all of these specialties from Grey's Anatomy. Okay. One last thing. Okay. If you were in Grey's Anatomy, what, what would you specialize in? Oh, man. I really, I'm really fascinated by what Derek Shepard does, by neurosurgery. And here's why. Because when he's doing his, his surgery... It's a beautiful day to save lives. Well, yeah. Number one, he's saving lives and he's giving quality of life and it's really interesting because when he runs the tests sometimes those are cool yeah they're awake the patients yeah, are awake that is yeah. crazy and and they forget how to talk or they forget their name like they can talk but they forget everything they've ever learned i'm sure like, that in real life those those type of procedures yeah i mean i think you would know this better than i would but would that kind of overlap with psychiatry because i'm sure if you're I'm awake sure. in a procedure yeah and the surgeon is um, trying to see if whatever mm -hmm. if they're in the right spot and yeah. if if it's um, what what exactly what nerves and vessels are touching. Yeah. Uh, and all of a sudden you're you're awake, you're but you can't speak. Oh, you, so you lose it's traumatizing. your ability to speak. That it's is scary. That is because, very because traumatizing. Because a lot of times when that happens, they're still emotionally conscious, and that's really scary. Imagine one day you wake up. And you can't speak. It's horrible. So I'm that sure is, psychiatrists is. deal with patients just like when they wake up in surgery, just like when these neurosurgeons are dealing with tests. Okay, for you, what, like which surgeon would you want to be in uh, Grey's Anatomy? That is a tough one. I think neurosurgery is a little too like high risk. It's very high risk. Mm -hmm. I kind of like ortho. Okay, like yeah. it's it's. I feel like it's more of it's not as high risk. It's mm. it's more. It's you really get more a workout lenient. out of it. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it is it, it is lenient, but I wouldn't want to be an orthopedic surgeon. That's an interesting one, is, though, because no, you know what? I'm Christina-ing all the way cardiovascular. Okay, yeah, that is that is okay, my. Yeah. that's a really cool seeing the heart, seeing what pumps the blood. Well, imagine holding. Yeah, imagine a holding heart a heart in insane, like as it's beating, crazy. Okay, that wow. 
Okay, I think I think we're all set, and you guys know some seasons in the one of the seasons in the future we will be talking about Grey's Anatomy, about what the surgeons are doing, about some of the most fascinating cases that they've done. Stay tuned for that. Next um, next episode, we're going to talk about dental specialties. That's Arielle's forte. That's what she likes <laughs> to do. Um, this is what I like. I'm more interested in the medical side, but you know what? I'm always down but to learn. But they do both overlap. Which... Totally. Totally. And it's we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how they're still doctors. Like, they're doctor whatever, you know? They're still doing procedures, all that stuff. So we're going to... Yeah, they do procedures. They yeah. do surgeries. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times you are... I'm not going to get too much into yeah. it because yeah, I want to yeah, yeah. for next time, but... Let's just say there are some intense dental procedures. Okay, yeah, intense. Intense. Okay, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to White Coats Podcast. This was our first official episode, so thank you guys so much. Um, And uh, we really appreciate you listening in for a a whole hour. Um, We hope you learned something. Was that actually an hour long? Yeah, an hour long. Wow. Okay, have a good day, guys. See you on the next one. Yeah. See ya.